something about Mark 11:22. Jesus is on his way to Jerusalem. Yeah. He is coming from Bethany. So as he's going on his way, he finds a fig tree. The Bible is very clear. It says that this was not the season for figs yet. So the problem is not with the tree. But when he came near, he was hungry. So he spoke to the tree. He found he could not find figs. So in his anger, he spoke. He said, no man will ever eat from this tree ever again. And it says the disciples had it. But they didn't do anything. Why? Because the change didn't happen. So he says he went to the temple. That's when he went and took the cords and he whipped everybody out. He says, don't you know this is the house of my, my father's house? Blah, blah, blah. The next morning, he says, as they are coming back from Bethany to Jerusalem, is it Jerusalem, whatever the case, they came up on the fig tree. But now the Bible says it had withered from its fruits going up. It shriveled up. When we spoke originally, there was no change. That's why the disciples must have thought, okay, the disciples must have been like, okay, this is the first time. Today, today we are not in, it's not in the master. We are used to things like this. We are used to things just changing like that. How comes it's just normal? I mean, sorry, how comes, I'm sure that they must have been thinking, going, and of course this is their master, they can't start questioning, they just kept quiet. But the next one he says, Peter looking, say, can you read verse 21? Verse 21 and then 21. Okay. Uh, the next morning as they passed the fig tree he had cast, the disciples noticed it and withered from the roots up. Uh-huh. Peter remembered what Jesus had said to the tree on the previous day and exclaimed, Look, Rabbi, the fig tree you cast has withered and died. Yes. Peter was actually shocked. Because the previous day he had thought the master had failed. This was Jesus teaching them a master principle of faith. The same revelation that Kenneth Hagin received at the age of 15 when he was lying on his deathbed. And that's what Jesus said, verse 22, have faith in God. But that's not the original Greek. The original Greek, actually, you should cancel that. It says, have the faith of God. Have the God kind of faith. It's not have faith in God. Have the God kind of faith. What is the God kind of faith? Exactly. Hebrews 11 verse 3 says that through faith we understand that the world were made by the word of God. So the things which are not seen were made by things which, sorry, the other things which are seen were not made by things which can be seen. Can you see words? No. no but it is words that create things that we see. Yes, what, what I'm trying to say here. So that's the God kind of faith. Romans 4, 17, it says that God, what, what did he do? He taught Abraham this principle. Romans 4, 17, let me read it quickly. Such a powerful text. Verse, verse 16, Nasema. Verse 16, Nasema. So the promise is received by faith. Yeah. It is given as a free gift. And we are all certain to receive it. Yes. Whether or not we live according to the law of Moses. Yeah. If we have faith like Abraham, uh, if we have faith like Abraham. And then verse 17, as it is written. Abraham is the father of all who believe. As it is written. This is verse 17. Yes. I have made you the father of many nations. Uh-huh. In the presence of God, in the presence of God, in, in whom he has believed. 
who gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things that do not exist. Mine says, God, who quickeneth the dead, calls things which be not as though they were. God who brings the dead back to life uh -huh. and creates new things out of nothing. Yes. Those are words. That's a good kind of faith. Let there be light and there was light. So God says, God created man in his own image and likeness. Put a spirit in him. Man is not like the cat or this dog that we see outside here. We have spirit. We can create through our words. That's why we read uh, Proverbs 13 verse 13. It says, um, I've already forgotten. Let me read it quickly. Proverbs 13 verse 13. It's verse 3, sorry. It says, he that keeps his mouth keeps his life. But the soul of transgression shall eat, uh, sorry, but he that opens wide his lips shall have destruction. And then verse chapter 18, verses 21, one of the most important verses for me in the Bible. Uh, verse 20, a man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth, and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit of thereof. So, the word of God, we know that it's powerful and effective. It's active. Hebrews 4.12. This thing is alive. This is not like the newspaper or this uh, map here, or this atlas, or these uh, books that I'm reading. This is the living, eternal word of God. It always says that the word became flesh. This is Jesus Christ himself. Every word, every dot, every comma. If we really believe this thing is real, then we have to be seeing it manifest in our life. That's why I decided, if I don't see Jesus as my healer, as my provider, as my savior, as my baptizer in the Holy Spirit, as the one who prospers me, then surely I don't want this thing. He says I have all or nothing. So for us to grow in faith, we need to find what the word of God is saying. And let's say, Anasema, we go, going back to Mark 11. Have the God kind of faith. What is the God kind of faith? It speaks, calls things which be not as though they are. And if you read that powerful text, Romans chapter 4 from verse 17, it says that, let me read from verse 18, it says, Who against hope, Godfrey, are you in a hopeless situation? Are you in a hopeless situation? No. Can I tell you something? Me, I'm in a hopeless situation. Sometimes I look at things. There is no human possible way this is going to happen. Yes. Me, I'm not in hopeless situations by the way. Sometimes I'm looking and I'm thinking, there is no human possible way I know this is going to go, come about. At least what God has shown me. There is no way. It is just like the way Mary, the angel appeared to Mary. Told her, hell, thou art highly favored. The Lord is with you. You are blessed amongst all women. It says, Mary was shocked by the manner of his salutation. And then he says, you are found favored God. You shall bring forth a child. You shall conceive by the Holy Spirit. And then she says to him, how shall these things be? Seeing I know not a man. How is it possible that Mary is a virgin will have a child without coming in contact with a man? That is an impossible, hopeless situation. There is no way you can take care of it by your own strength. Do you understand what I'm saying? So it says, verse 18, in Asema, who against hope? He was hopeless. He was called when he was 75. 
He had married a barren woman. We know that in Genesis chapter 11, tell us that when he married Sarai, Abraham married Sarai, she was barren. So not only was she barren, she was also past menopause. And the more the days went, the more frail his body grew. You know how somebody becomes frail? Like we saw the other day, our beloved former president, you could see he was growing older because he became more frail. You understand? So it says, but the more he became more frail, the more hopeless his body became, the more his faith grew. So it says, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations? He had a destiny. He knew my destiny is to become the father of nations. This mantle is not going to anyone else because if I quit halfway, it will be given to another one. That's what it says in Hebrews 10, 38. Now the just shall live by his faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. He can replace me at any time. So I'd rather go the whole way. So I can't say I'm believing God. Then when things become bad, I start changing my mind. He'll take it and give it to somebody else. It's either I'm going the whole way or... Any, any, you know, I, uh, there's a day I was at a conference and there's this pastor from Uganda. He said something I really like. He said, faith is... <laughs> Faith is you go so much out into the deep. It's either God comes through or I die. Simple as it's either God comes through or he is my complete source. So I say, Ma, so shall I see be, and be not weak in faith. There is weak faith. He considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old. Neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not. Do you know you can stagger at the promise of God? He started not. Why you need to believe? Oh, God is my everything. The next minute you are challenged and you are started. He said, he staggered not at the promise of God. What makes you stagger? Yeah. But you know that something that also makes you stagger is what? Challenges. Psalm 107 verse 20. Quickly. Psalm 107 verse 20. In Asema, let me read it. Verse 23, it says, They that go down to the sea in the ships that do business in great waters, they see the works of the Lord and his wonders in the deep. For he commandeth, who? Is it the devil? No, it's God. He commandeth and raiseth the stormy wind, which lifted up the waves thereof. They mount up to heaven. They go down again to the depths. Their soul is melted because of trouble. They reel to and fro. Look at this. They stagger like a drunken man in the storm. They do what? They stagger because of trouble. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and He brings them out of their distresses. He makes a storm a calm, so that the waves thereof are still. Remember, Jesus spoke to the waves. He did what? He spoke. In fact, He rebuked it. So there's a demonic spirit walking behind us. He says, Peace be still. He didn't start praying, Oh, Father. He said, Peace be still. So when you stagger, it says, Abraham staggered not. At the promise of God. You know James chapter 1 in Azema. If anyone lacks faith, I won't get into that. James chapter 1, it says, Let him ask of God who gives to all men freely. Then it says, But let him ask in faith, not wavering. For he that wavers is like a wave tossed to and fro. For let not that man think he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. So you mark out a straight path. If I've said God is my source, I believe it, I believe it, and if God doesn't come through, then I die. Simple as that. It's either he comes. Do you know he did that with salvation? 
We believe in heaven. Is anyone here who doesn't believe in heaven? Is anyone who doesn't believe in the new Jerusalem? The streets of gold. We believe that I mean we believe that the same faith is the same one which can give us healing, the baptism in the Holy Spirit, miracle signs and wonders. The same faith that can prosper us. So this is something I'm starting to understand finally. It's clicking. The same faith that caused me to believe I was saved. When I got saved in this living room, I didn't faith, I didn't feel saved, then I got saved. I believe I was saved. Then now the feeling came afterwards. The same principle for your healing. You don't feel healed. You believe you are healed. Do you understand? The same principle for prosperity. I don't need to see that I'm prospered. It's I believe even when there is no, there is hopelessness, no hope whatsoever. I believe I'm prospered. Then now the prosperity comes. The same principle to be, when you, you are filled with the Holy Spirit, both of you. Do you feel filled with the Holy Spirit before you began to speak in tongues? No. You believe fast. Then now when you believed, now is when you became free and began to speak in tongues. It's the same principle with our prosperity. But we have to do the same thing. And how long did Abraham do it for? 25 years. Every morning he would wake up. He would look at his bed. It's growing worse. Do you know that's what happens when you believe God? Sometimes things grow worse. The fig tree you spoke to, it seems to now even to be blossoming. We remember we prayed against this pub. So you say this pub is closed. No, it seems to be having no business. No, this pub is closed. It's closed by the way I'm speaking. This thing is closed. That's what you see. You will see it. Closed. It's closed. In the finger. But now it seems to be having... I even saw it on the Google Maps. I said, they even go to a place. Now they are on Google Maps. Mikishukishokamatatu. I never say drop me at Mimi. It will be closed. I never say it. I don't even speak the word. I don't say drop me at this part. No, no, no. It's closed. I don't even drop me there. That's my faith. I have to guard my words. You understand? So he said he staggered not. So every day for 25 years, he woke up in the morning. Father, I thank you. I'm the father of many nations. He doesn't even want one son. After 10 years, Sarah had enough of this nonsense. That's what she went for plan B. What is plan B? Ishmael. Ishmael. How did Ishmael go, by the way? Backfired right in her face. She had to send them away because Hagar no longer expected her. Because Hagar had slept with her husband. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? That is faith. It is your belief. If I already asked, it is done for. So, Abraham's answer to his prayer, when did it happen? When I, at the age of 100? When was Abraham's prayer answered? At what age? 75. I think it's 100 and something. At the age of 75. The prayer was answered at the age of 75. As we think he was answered at the age of 100. No! The prayer was answered at the age of 75. Not at the age of 100. At the age of 75. Abraham's prayer was answered. Now, most times we don't see that. So, if we prayed for that phone, so we prayed for a phone, when was the prayer answered? If you the know, you will see the phone in your hand and you are touching it like this. The day we prayed for the budget, I have a budget. So, you said I have a budget for this year, some thousands of dollars. When was my prayer answered? If you the know, when I, somebody will give me a check of some thousands of dollars. No. no! 
That's what I'm trying to show us. Exactly. And now when you believe, you start to change your words. Because if your words contradict what your faith says, it's not faith. That's why he has read it. If you confess with your mouth, you believe in your heart, then you are saved. And by salvation, we're talking about whether it's salvation from sin, whether it's to be healed, whether it's to be delivered, whether it's to receive prosperity. It is you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth. You understand what I'm saying? So Abraham's answer did not come at the age of a hundred. He came when he was 75. He had to wake up every morning. Father, I thank you. Oh my word. Can you imagine? For 25 years. Father, I thank you. I'm the father of many nations. I'm the father of many nations. I don't know if he's spoken tongues. But I feel like speaking in tongues. But as you can speak in tongues. I am the father of many nations. And this warning is growing worse. I'm sure the Lord is telling me, Where is that God of yours? So the answer is not given when we see it. That's why Jesus told Philip. What did he tell Philip? Philip. When the disciples told his, Philip, said, Unless I see the print in his hands and the ring on his side. What does John 20, verse 29 say? Jesus appeared to Philip, he said, Do not doubt, doubtful, but believe him. Happy are those who have not yet seen, yet believed. The word happy there is actually, it's a Greek word that means blessed. Thomas. Thomas. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Thank you for reminding me. It's not Philip, it's Thomas. That's why we call him doubting Thomas. Didymus, a twin. He had a twin brother. I'm not talking about twin brother. He's mentioned, I don't know what we're trying to say. He said, look, happy are those who are not yet seen. That's why faith is the substance of things hoped for. You are so joyful now, you are prosperous and blessed and healed and anointed and saved. You have not yet seen it, but you are so happy, people will call you crazy. Faith will make you look crazy. One time Jesus went to Jairus' house. He told them, why are you crying? The daughter is sleeping. It says they laughed. He said such a silly thing that people who had been mourning stopped mourning and they started saying they left him to scorn. And if they are laughing until they are holding their bellies or pointing that if he heard just say they were crying, now they are laughing in they are crying in laughter. Such uh, faith is absolute foolishness. But until your word, your mouth picks it up, it will never manifest. That's why we we'll continue to pray. Oh, this is my year, 2020, 2021. And then you just speak on the first day. The rest of the rest just cancel. The economy is bad. Ministry is hard. Mombasa is a graveyard of preachers and ministry. Life is hard. Any millennials, there is no job. There is no job. There is no job. And then you have, have prayed here once, but you're spending your whole week. And that's why the Bible says bad company corrupts good morals. Psalm 1 verse 1. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Not stand in the way of sinners, not sit in the seat of mockers or scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. On his way does he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers, his leaf also shall not wither. Whatsoever he does shall prosper. That's why when Isaac was in the land of the Philistines, Exodus 36 26, during a time of famine, he produced, he said, his sword in that land, and he harvested a hundredfold. He had listed a hundred times what he had sown. 
when there was famine. The same same that he was in the same land. He wanted to not go to the more, remain in the land of the Philistines. So when you are a person, that's why God you have to be sure. Who are you surrounding yourself with? Is it people who are negative? People who speak negative things. Because if you're surrounding yourself with such people, you will constantly be negative. It will catch on to you. But if you meditate on the word of God day and night and you confess it every day, you wake up in the morning. Philippians 4.19 Thank you, Lord, all my needs are met. My God will supply all my needs. All my needs. Not that you will supply them. They are already supplied. They are already supplied. You supply all my needs according to riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Last year I had a budget for the ministry, 50,000. I inflated it to 75,000. I said, Lord, how will I, <laughs> how will I meet this? So I asked my parents, will you sponsor me? They said, okay. They told me, we'll take care. In fact, we'll give you. They didn't give the entire amount. Somebody else came in. They gave 27,000. No, 22,000. Can you imagine? I did my math. At the end of the year, I had received about, 65. not 65, I did it was 69, but I realized it was actually of about 77, 80,000. But I used to confess when I had nothing, when sometimes I'd be like, how am I going to pay for this rent? Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. How am I going to fill this car so to can carry these chairs? I had, my mouth had to agree before I saw anything. So that's what we're trying to build today. God for help you're getting this. And Glenn, yeah. we have to change our words. And so long as you don't change your word, and the way you speak, do you speak your word? No, you speak the word of God. That's why if you don't have the scripture, God only answers to his word, by the way. This is the only thing he recognizes, not the newspaper. He always says I have... Psalm 13 verse 2. I have lifted up my word above my own name. That's how highly he holds his word. Yeah. Isaiah 55. And I said, man, this. I mean, God is a stickler for his word. Numbers 23 verse 19. God is not a man that he should lie. None of the son of man that he should repent. Has he said this shall not be it? Has he not promised shall not come to pass? So, yeah. Isaiah 55 from verse 10 to 11. Can you read it? The rain and snow come down from the heavens yes. and stay on the ground to water the earth. They cause the rain, they cause the grain to grow, producing seed for the farmer and bread for the hungry. Yes. It is the same with my word. Yes. I send it out and it will always produce and it always produces food. It will accomplish all I want it to. And it will prosper everywhere I send it. Amen. So learn to speak what the word of God says. You know what Glenn said? Write down everything you desire. Find a scripture that handles your case and start, first of all, ask God. You only need to ask once. So what can you hear every week? The what we prayed for last week, we are praying for, unless we are looking, you know, when we are inquiring, that is different. But I'm telling you, oh, I need this. Then next week, can you imagine if you have a father or a guardian and every day you're coming to ask him? You understand? He'll be like, you are my child. Why do you have to continually ask me? Just ask once. I've had. I'll give you at the right time. Or maybe even tomorrow. Or even right now. You understand? So, 
faith also knows that I have received. So my, that's why I said, like he said, write down everything you're trusting God for. Everything. Find a scripture that handles your case because God only answers to his word. Not the newspaper, not what Christians say. His word. So if it's trusting for healing, Exodus 15.26 I am the Lord that healeth you. He says, none of the diseases of the Egyptians shall come upon you. None of the diseases of the Egyptians, boils, rashes, death of the firstborn, that's his promise. Hold you accountable. I'm there, God. God, you told me. Here it is. I've never done that. Go for Chef and Evo. Again, I've never done that. Yes. I have done that myself. I tell God, I'm holding you accountable. You told me your word is above your own name. You told me that your word shall not return to you void. See, I've just read Isaiah 55. You told me what a man, what a man that you should lie. Now that the son of man should repent. You told me of the righteous are not forsaken, their seed do not beg bread. Why am I lacking food? You told me that Exodus 15:26, none of the diseases of the Egyptians, the boys, the rashes, all these things that were eating their bodies. You told me I am holding you accountable. And of course, you know that God is perfect and holy. So that's why we not with him. He will tell you, this is where you're missing it. And chances are, you are missing it in your saying, in your speaking. One minute you are praying and believing, the next minute you are cancelling the same, same word by your own negative words. Because life and death is in the power of the tongue. They that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Jesus said, I came to give you life and life in abundance. Jesus is the word of God. If you want his word, speak his life. If you want his life, sorry, speak his word. And he is the one itself. Are we together? Yes. I want us to change that. From today on, when I meet you, when I meet you, when you meet me, we are talking things of faith. We will not be seeing them because we have faith. It is a substance that things hope for. The evidence of things not yet seen. The evidence, it is evidence. I can't see it, but I have evidence, tangible evidence. Tangible evidence. Abraham, <laughs> let me give you a funny example. Abraham had to pray. You know what he used to do? And he's like, I'm the father of many nations. That is tangible faith. That is what Jesus did with the fig tree. He spoke to it. He knew it's done. It's only a matter of time. That's an aspect of faith. Faith goes with patience. Faith isn't always now. One time he prayed for somebody. It says he was blind and he came back. He said, oh, this is it. I see men moving like trees. Ah, so there are even levels of healing. Sometimes healing is not instantaneous. Even for Jesus. But you believe. Then look at what it says. Jesus, he turned to Peter, Mark, you're going back to Mark 11. Have the God kind of faith. Then he says, for verily. Do you know what verily, verily means? Surely, surely, truly, truly. Do you know what today it means? It's like you standing in court and saying, I swear to say the truth and nothing but the whole truth. So help me God. It is, I am swearing, I am telling you, I can bet my life on it. When you see, truly, truly, surely, surely, verily, verily. He is telling you, this is more truth than anything. So he says, verily, verily, I send to you, whosoever shall say to this mountain. What is that? Speaking. Whosoever shall say. So until you say something to it, it cannot change. Whosoever shall say to this mountain. What is your mountain? 
that is standing before you. You are saying, how will I climb over this? How will I remove this thing? What is your mountain? What is my mountain? So you have to speak to it. Whosoever shall say to this mountain, be thou removed. Who give you the authority to do that? Jesus. He is the one who has any... Who is whosoever? Whosoever is who? Anyone. You know, I learned this from Kenneth Hagin. He said, whosoever surely means me. Whosoever surely means me. Whosoever surely... Whosoever is... Did he say Americans? Like the way I keep hearing, Americans. If you're not in America, let's go to America, America, America. It says, whosoever. I once had somebody, I'm telling you that they told me, oh, those miracles, you know, Nigerians are, have different faith. I say, it didn't say Nigerians, it says, whosoever shall say to this mountain, so you speak, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea. Then what happens? Shall not doubt in his heart. Matthew 12, 34, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if you feed yourself with the word of God, what will come out? The word of God. If you feed yourself with negativity, with the news which is just negative, doesn't help you. The news, what is there on the news? Somebody is stealing money. Somebody has been shot and killed. Accidents. No. Isaiah 53, verse 1, whose report shall you believe? The Lord. The Lord. His word. So, whosoever shall say, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things he says shall come to have, he shall have whatsoever he says. Can you do something in that verse? Three times you are told to speak, once you are told to believe in your heart. So, you will have to do three times more saying than, than speaking, than believing. Do you understand? You will have to do three times more, more speaking than, say, than believing in your heart. So when you pray for the phone, three times, speak more, three times that it is, you are saying, Father, I thank you for my phone. Thank you for my touchscreen phone. Thank you, Father. Every time the devil tells you, look at you, there is another phone now. Thank you for my touchscreen phone. Father, I thank you. That is faith. The substance of it, that you are speaking it. And then he says, verse 24, Therefore I send to you, what things soever, what is what things soever? It is anything. You know, some theologians try to make it, or read the context, you know. No, it says anything you desire. Anything is anything. When you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. Not when you see it, not when you feel it. That's why you say, that when, you, when it's healing. Oh, I'm waiting to feel healed. No. You believe even when they... In fact, sometimes when you, after you're prayed for you, the night, the symptoms can become even worse. One time in Mark chapter 9, Jesus prayed for that boy. You remember the epileptic boys? You only had seizures. He would throw himself into fire and water. It says, when Jesus rebuked the spirit, it says, he formed that spirit rent him, which tore him, and he fell down, and everybody began to say he's dead. They were basically saying Jesus has failed. But Jesus went and lifted him up. Well, amazing, you pray, that's when now things become even worse. Because the devil always lives. He doesn't live peacefully. The last kicks of a dying horse. What do they do? They run around. Sometimes they're even violent, but they're just and they'll fall. So sometimes when you pray for something, now is when it will even seem to become worse. 
But you have to continue to believe that it's happened. It's done. It's done. We prayed for the I prayed, we pray for the budget, for the year, for the ministry. It's taken care of. Simple. So every time I remember, it's not praying. Father, oh, remember, remember. God has ears, I believe. And I believe just telling him once. In fact, he says even before you come to ask him, he already knows. And he says even before they ask me, I will answer. While they are still running, I will already take care of it. It's in the book of Isaiah. So I believe, you understand? And I begin to speak with my mouth. Speak with my mouth. Speak with my mouth. Believe in my heart. That's why we come to Romans 10. This, the word is even in your mouth. The word is in your mouth. Romans 10 verse 8 is quoting Deuteronomy 30 verse 12. The word is the law. 10 verse 8. Verse 8. Yeah. It is on your lips and in your heart. Yes. On your lips. Are you seeing the consistency in this? Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's everywhere. It's first of all in your lips and in your heart. Mm-hmm. So if you're not feeding yourself with the word of God, you can't speak it in your lips. But even if you feel it in your heart and you don't speak it in your lips, faith without action is dead. It becomes just dead. But it becomes a seed when you speak it. You understand? Uh-huh, then verse 9. Verse 9. My oh, continue, continue. And that message is the very message about faith that you preach. Yes. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, yes. you believe in your heart. Confess with your mouth and then believe in your heart. Whether it is salvation, whether it is the baptism in the Holy Spirit, whether it is healing, whether it is prosperity, whatever it is, your marriage, start saying it. Father, I thank you for my wife. She is a prudent wife. Do you know what I'm I'm quoting scripture. A prudent wife from the Lord. Thank you for my Abigail. A woman of beautiful countenance and intelligence. That's what the Bible says about Abigail in 1 Samuel 25. Thank you for my wife, Lord. She is a virtuous woman. Her prize is far above rubies. She will do me good, not evil, all the days of her life. Thank you, Lord, that many women have done virtuously, but my wife, she exerts them all. Favor is deceitful, beauty is vain, but my woman fears the Lord, shows she is to be praised. My children arise up and they call her blessed. I am a, as a husband, I safely trust in her. Thank you that she submits to me. Thank you that her adorning is not of outward beauty, of braided air, of jewels, of makeup, but she has a meek and quiet spirit. She is like the holy women of old, Sarah and Rebecca. Her adorning is beautiful before God. I know this is what I've done. I have quoted multiple scriptures. And I'm not saying it. I'm saying it as though she's here. I've never even met her. That is faith. And I'm telling you how to learn that today. today. So I, when I'm praying, I even start to become happy. I can't even, I'm not, I'm not even dating in the last 10 years. But I'm doing that. Confessing, calling things which be not as they were, and which are things that, things that are dead, things that seem impossible, hopeless situations. What is a mountain? A mountain, Jesus used the example of a mountain because a mountain is the biggest thing. Yes, is anything bigger than Mount Everest? Even the biggest building in the world is even bigger than the mountain, the pyramid at Giza. 
Now imagine Mount Everest. He's telling you, you can speak to Mount Everest. And he's not joking, he's actually serious. You can literally speak to Mount Everest. Tell it, move. Because they will say, if you can do that, then surely anything, anything, anything. But you have to find a word, a Bible verse that stands with your situation. So if it's healing, if you don't have any verse to stand with, you are joking. If it's prosperity, if it's salvation, if it's holiness, start saying, I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am, the Bible says, if any man is in Christ, he's a new creature. The old has gone, the new has come. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The word says that, that this is eternal life. To know him, the only true God, Jesus Christ, whom thou hast sent. Thank you that I have eternal life. I know you, the only true God. It's now. It's not happening tomorrow. I believe it now. Whether I can see it, I, in any case, I can't see it or I can't feel it. That's why the Bible says, Romans, and it says it four times. Habakkuk 3 4, Romans 1 17, Galatians 3 11, Hebrews 10 38. They all say the same thing. Four times. That must be very important. That's the most repeated verse in the Bible according to my understanding. Now, you know what it says? The just lives by faith. Not feelings, not sight. By faith. faith. 2 Corinthians 5 7. We walk by faith, not by sight. Yes. Habakkuk 2 4. Romans 1 17. Galatians 3 11. Hebrews 10 38. They all say the same thing. This is the most important verse, apart from John 3 16, of course, but the most repeated. For it to be repeated that much is very important. It says, The just shall live by faith. Not feelings, not what they see. That's why I can believe now and start and then you start to confess it with your mouth. And he says you, you are now saved. Confess with your mouth, believe in your heart. So whatever you pray for, you say, Father, I confess it with my mouth. I believe it in my heart. Your word says this, therefore I am saved. I am delivered. You understand? And you, you promised Lord, you said in Romans 10, 13, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, they shall not be confounded, they shall not be ashamed, they shall be saved. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So that's something we want to do from today. Yeah. Confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, and you are saved. Amen. 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 Yes. That is the message of faith. It comes from the words. Hebrews 11.6 Without faith, it is impossible to please him. You can cry a bucket of tears, but if there is no ounce of faith, it cannot move God. So without faith, it is impossible to please him. He that cometh to God must believe that he is, that he exists, that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. yeah, so our God is faithful. He is good. He, says he is good and his mercies endure forever. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's a good God. That's another thing you have to start to believe. Don't believe that God likes it when you are struggling and you know you are poor. Even I don't believe it. It's not God that has missed it. It is me somewhere. Yeah. He says, I wish above all things, start John, verse 2, that you may prosper 
and be in health even as your soul prospers. He says, if you are doing well spiritually, he also wants you to do well materially and also in your health, in your bodies. It's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. Those are things that God desires for you. He is a good God. Oral Roberts used to say this. God is a good God. The devil is a bad devil. It's a, everything in your life that is being killed, stolen or destroyed. Who is the source? The thief. But Jesus came to do it. Give us what? Life. And life more abundantly. Zoe. The word there is Zoe. Life. Zoe. Life. But again, life and death is in the power of the tongue. And you can't just speak any word. So in Kenya, I'm just saying, everyone is saying, like 2022, I, I promise you, see this in 2022. Oh, kutakuwa na vita. about to have... You don't, don't even walk around in these streets. I remember in 2017. Oh, Kenya is going, they're going to kill each other. I remember, I remember I was praying. I went and voted because I we had prayed. And, I remember we prayed a whole night. Not a whole night, but we prayed until morning. During one cash. And I said, I've played my part. I've played for this country. No bloodshed is happening. Everyone is saying, oh, Kenya is going to die. We're going to die. Shut your mouth. Start saying the word of God. The blood of Jesus covers this nation. Amen. 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 Yeah. So you have to stop speaking what everyone else. And I tell you, no one speaks negatively more than Christians. They love to talk about faith. But it seems like some mystical thing that only belonged to Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Moses. They are a special group of people. No. The promise is for us also. In fact, we have the Holy Spirit in us. They did not have. We are the temple of God. His Spirit dwells within us. Moses would have liked to know what it feels to, to have the Holy Spirit in him dwelling 24 hours a day. That's what it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 3. 1 Peter chapter one, I believe, from verse 12 to 13. It says, even the angels desire to look into these things. Angels are like, hey, I want to experience this salvation. What is God feeling? What is God, What is Patrick feeling? The Bible says that angels desire to look into these things. That's how much blessed we are. It says, we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Treasure, treasure. Ephesians 1, 19. There is exceeding greatness of his power. Exceeding. Do you know what exceeding is? Exceeding greatness of his power to us, we believe. Ephesians 3.20. Now to him he is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we could ever ask or think. According to what? According to the power that works in us. What is the power that works in us? The Holy Spirit. What does Jesus say in John 7.38? Out of your bellies shall flow rivers of living water. How do they come out? Through the words. Are you seeing what I'm saying? You can only, he can only be exceeding abundantly above all you could ever ask or think according to the word comes out of your mouth because it's flowing from your belly. So if you're exceeding abundantly above all you could ever ask or think is the economy is bad, ministry is hard, life is just struggle, everyone is poor. Then that's what he will give you. But if you're exceeding abundantly above all you could ever ask or think, is that God is my supply, He is my source. He has met all my needs. He is my healer, He is my savior. He is the one who anoints me. He's the one who gives me the strength to go through the day. He's the strength of my life. He is my life, the length of my days. If I believe that Psalm 84, verse 7 says that, verse 7 says, each one of them 
is strengthened until they appear in Zion. They go from strength to strength. So I am going from strength to strength. Yeah, they tell me that, oh, when you grow old, you become weak. No, no, no. The Bible says they go from strength to strength till they appear in Zion. Yeah. So we have to believe these things. When we, uh, John 1, verse 17 says, of his fullness, whose fullness, Jesus. Have we received grace upon more grace? It's grace up. It's only getting better. Romans 1, 17. It says, For the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. It is faith to faith. So it's only getting better. Yeah. And then 2 Corinthians 3, 18. It's from glory to glory. Amen. Amen. So let's believe that. Let's work on that. Let's pray that in Jesus' name. Amen.